What's going on, Football MD fam? Welcome to episode 45 of the Football MD podcast. My name is Michael Bowling, and today kicks off a series of episodes that Dan and I have been extremely excited to bring to you guys. We're calling it Under the Microscope, and over the next few weeks, we'll be going through the top quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends in fantasy football from 2018, and breaking down how they got there, how consistent they were, how they started versus how they ended the season, what factors had positive or negative effects on their performance, and tons more. This is such crucial information to look back on because we all know end of the season stats certainly don't paint the entire picture. One of the first guys that comes to mind here, I'm sure for most people, is running back Derrick Henry. He finished as the RB14, but it certainly didn't feel that way if you had him on your team all season long. So we wanted to get to the bottom of really how good these guys were for fantasy in 2018. So without further ado, we'll be putting the quarterback position under the microscope today. And of course, we have to start with Patrick Mahomes. And what do you even say about this guy? It doesn't get more dominant than Patrick Mahomes in 2018. 50 touchdowns, 5,000 passing yards, 26.6 fantasy points per game. That really speaks for itself. The guy was as consistent as could be, finishing the season with 14 quarterback one performances, tying Peyton Manning for most of all time, and he never finished outside of the top 16 at the position. Just a completely ridiculous season. The only question is how early he should go next year. It's safe to say that he's more than deserving of being valued as the quarterback one for fantasy. And now the purpose of these episodes, it's not to rank players for 2019, But a few things that are definitely worth noting are that one, no player has repeated as the overall quarterback one since 2004, and Patrick Mahomes had an 8.6% touchdown rate in 2018. That's nearly impossible to repeat. The league league average is around 4.4%, and this is no knock against Patrick Mahomes by any means. He could throw 10 less touchdowns in 2019 and still finish as the quarterback one, but to not expect any regression after a historic season is a little crazy in my opinion, and I think that even if he himself doesn't regress. The Chiefs should be looking to improve their defense this offseason, which would take some of the pressure off Mahomes to have to win every game with his arm and just allow the Chiefs to be a little bit more well-rounded. Now, those are external factors that are completely out of the control of Patrick Mahomes, but they will certainly have to be factored in when valuing him for 2019. Again, I still think he'll be the quarterback one. It's just a matter of how early you take him. But next up, finishing the season as the quarterback two, we have Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan, and after a brutal sub 10-point performance against the Eagles in week one, Matt Ryan was nothing short of incredible for fantasy for the remainder of the season. He actually averaged the same amount of fantasy points as Patrick Mahomes from weeks two to 10 on his way to posting the 14th best fantasy season all time by a quarterback. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Matt Ryan being drafted near the double-digit rounds in 2019 fantasy drafts. So I think he would be a complete steal there. I know that their defense should improve and they'll likely generate some more production through their running game. But as long as Julio Jones is on the team and now you add a young playmaking receiver like Calvin Ridley who can put up some monster games, I think Matt Ryan will continue to be a stud next season and... That's not something, unfortunately, that I can say with confidence for this next quarterback. Coming in at number three, we have Ben Roethlisberger. And leading the league in passing yards with 5,192 yards will certainly help get you to a solid fantasy season. But the big story for Roethlisberger was the stabilization of his home road splits. You were able to rely on him regardless of where he was playing. And a big part of that, in my opinion, was having a second receiving option in Juju Smith-Schuster. However, as good as Juju is, 
with Antonio Brown heading to a new team in 2019, I'll have a really hard time projecting Ben for anywhere near the top five next season. I still think he'll be solid, but I don't see a top five or especially a top three performance in the near future. Now, next up, coming in at number four, we have Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, and he did have some weeks that crushed you. 11 points in week one, five points in week six, 10 points in week seven, nine points in week 11, but he was solid otherwise. He had over 4,000 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns. He had another 551 yards on the ground with another five rushing touchdowns. My only issue with Watson from 2018 was from a value standpoint. He was drafted to be a top two or three option, and even though he consistently provided solid games, he only had three games where he finished in the top three at the position, and during the regular season, from weeks 1 to 13, he was the quarterback 11, so definitely not returning value there. But I will say, during the fantasy playoffs, he really came on for your team. He was the quarterback 1, weeks 14 to 16, so he really finished the season strong. And looking ahead to 2019, he'll probably still go earlier than I would like to take him, especially since I think I'll be able to get someone like Matt Ryan a little bit later. But I do think that his performance from this past season is, is repeatable, especially if the Texans can shore up their offensive line this offseason. And one quarterback that certainly benefited from having an improved offensive line in 2018 was Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. Coming in at number five after being criticized early in the season for his arm strength, Luck really turned it around as the season progressed, which I think is understandable, taking a little bit of time to knock off the rust after not playing for over 500 days. But Luck was the quarterback 22 after the first three weeks of the season, so fantasy owners, myself included, were definitely nervous. However, from week four through the end of the season, he was the quarterback two behind only Patrick Mahomes. 75% of his games, he finished in the top 12 at the position, and this was despite injuries to wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, tight end Jack Doyle, and running back Marlon Mack. But of course, you cannot forget about that offensive line. Giving a quarterback like Andrew Luck time to read the defense and get the ball all out is what this offense has really been missing. So I think he should be viewed as a borderline top three option in 2019, especially if the Colts manage to grab another pass catcher in the 2019 draft or free agency. Definitely keeping my fingers crossed for that one. Now coming in at number six, we have Aaron Rodgers. And for anyone else, finishing as the QB6 would not be viewed as a disappointment, but it certainly was for the expectations you had if you drafted Rodgers in the early rounds. In fact, during the regular season, he was the quarterback nine, but he did come on during the fantasy playoffs, weeks 14 to 16. He was the quarterback two in fantasy. So he really repaid fantasy owners. If you were able to make it to the fantasy playoffs with Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback, you were certainly happy with those performances. But really for the majority of 2018, he did not feel like an elite option at the position. He only had two or three games where he finished with less than 15 fantasy points. So he really wasn't ruining your team. But he also only scored 25 or more fantasy points in two games as well. So he wasn't giving you those blow up performances that you you typically get when you take Aaron Rodgers in an early round. However, I do think that he'll bounce back in 2019. He only had 25 passing touchdowns this past season, which is an anomaly for Rodgers. And I think it can be attributed to he had a lot of young pass catchers that outside of Devontae Adams, he really didn't have rapport with. And there was a severe lack of creativity in the play calling from coach Mike McCarthy. So he's gone now. And I do think that an offensive minded coach like Matt LaFleur stepping in will really help get this offense back to what we're used to seeing. And now coming in at number seven, we have Rams quarterback Jared Goff and 
about two-thirds of Goff's season was phenomenal. He was the quarterback two in total points from weeks two to 11, but the wheels really fell off down the stretch as he was the quarterback 26 after the Rams bye in week 12, and he absolutely crushed you if you started him in the fantasy playoffs. And I will say, I think a lot of how he ended the season for fantasy can be attributed to team issues like the loss of Cooper Cup, Todd Gurley missing the final two games, I don't think you can simply say that Jared got flat out regressed as the season went on, but I do think that he is a little bit more reliant on the options that he has on that offense. So that's definitely something to keep in mind in 2018. And one last interesting thing to note as well, Goff averaged 13 points better when playing at home in 2018. So we always talk about Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, these home road splits. Well, Goff averaging 13 points less when he is on the road, that is a huge differential, 100% something that could crush your fantasy team and something to keep in mind going forward. And another quarterback that I actually just mentioned who also had some significant home road splits, coming in at number 8, Drew Brees. He averaged 11 points better when playing at home in 2018. This isn't something completely new. We know that he has some home road splits throughout his career, but Brees was also less consistent than we're used to in 2018. He finished the season with 6 games in the top 3 at the position, which is fantastic, but he also had 5 games where he finished outside the top 16 at the position, and the majority of those, they came at the end of the season in the fantasy playoffs. He was actually the quarterback 24 over his final four games. So he got you there, but he really didn't come through and help you win that title. And it did look like the Saints offensive line started to kind of wear down as the season progressed. They it just didn't seem like they were protecting Drew Brees as well. And when you have an aging quarterback, even if he is as great as Drew Brees is, you have to be concerned about his arm wearing down as you get into the latter parts of the season. So just some things to keep in mind, but Drew Brees will be back next year and I think the Saints are going to be primed to make another strong run. Now coming in at number 9, we have Russell Wilson, and after scoring out as the quarterback 20 through the first 7 weeks of the season, Russell Wilson continued his history of ridiculous second half of the season explosions. He finished as the quarterback 3 from week 8 on, and although he only had 2 games where he finished top 3 at the position, he didn't put up many dud games either, so for the most part, you were pretty happy with what you got out of him. He just wasn't winning you many weeks on his own, and I think a big part of that has to do with the way the Seahawks want to run their offense. Wilson had 553 pass attempts in 2017. We saw that number drop to 427 attempts in 2018. He also had his fewest rushing attempts of his career with 67 and scored zero rushing touchdowns. That certainly factors in and luckily he was just ridiculously efficient boasting an 8.2% touchdown rate but just like I said for Patrick Mahomes you have to expect that number to regress like I said the league average is 4.4% now again this isn't a rankings episode but I do think that Russell Wilson will be overdrafted in 2019 just not that he's going to regress as a player same thing as Patrick Mahomes I just think the way that the Seahawks want to run their offense it's not very advantageous to producing an elite fantasy season for a quarterback now coming in at number 10, we have Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, and I mean, talk about a tale of two seasons. Prescott had an absurd turnaround after finishing as the quarterback 30 after the first five weeks. Then the team brought in Amari Cooper, and Prescott finished the season with five top eight performances over his next eight starts. He also posted a 71% completion percentage from week nine till the end of the season, and was the quarterback six during that span. 
He really looked like a different player, and I really don't blame him for his early season struggles either. He had no Jason Witten, no Des Bryant, really no one to throw to at all behind an offensive line that wasn't as strong as it had been in years past. But what really stood out to me was his six rushing touchdowns for the third year in a row. That's huge for a quarterback's fantasy production, and to be able to score six rushing touchdowns three years in a row, that in my opinion sets a very safe rushing baseline. It may not always be six, it may be one or two less, but you know Prescott's going to be fine in the end zone with his legs, and that is a huge plus for fantasy quarterbacks. Now coming in at number 11, we have Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers, and Rivers only had one top three performance on the season, but he also only busted in four of his games this season. I'm counting a bust as outside of the top 15 at the position, so you were happy with Rivers for the most part until you realized that three of those four bust games came in the fantasy playoffs where he was the quarterback 24 from weeks 14 to 16. He just really didn't seem to hold up as the season progressed, but for the majority of the season, and he was solid. We can't forget about his stretch of two plus passing touchdowns in each of his first 12 games this season. So I do think that next year will be exciting with the hopeful emergence of wide receiver Mike Williams and the much anticipated return of tight end Hunter Henry to pair with stud wide receiver Keenan Allen, stud running back Melvin Gordon. This should be a very prolific offense yet again. And it'll be interesting to see how that turns out for fantasy production. But as for 2018, you were probably happy overall with the production from Phillip Rivers. Of course, you would have liked to see him finish the job for you in the playoffs, but you have to get there first. And I do think that end of the season lull that he went through might hurt his draft stock a little bit. So you'll be able to get him. I mean, he's, I don't know what I'm talking about. He's always in the double digit rounds and he's always a steal. He's always finishing right around the quarterback 11 or 12. So I think Phillip Rivers will continue to be a value next season as well. And now moving over to number 12, the end of our quarterback one tier. This is quarterback Kirk Cousins and it was really hard to feel good about starting him in 2018. He posted eight top 12 performances, which is great, including three top four performances. So for half the season, you were extremely happy, but he also had six games that completely killed your team. And a lot of those came after week 11 when the Vikings fired offensive coordinator John DeFilippo. Now, the team earlier in the season, they had to rely on the pass a little bit more. Dalvin Cook was banged up for a portion of the season, but the Vikings, they want to be a defense-first run-the-ball team. So that definitely has me a little bit concerned for Cousins' fantasy value going into 2019. But an under-the-radar difference maker this season for Cousins, during his three years with the Redskins, he rushed for 5, 4, and 3 rushing touchdowns during those three seasons. Now, this past year with the Vikings, however, he had just one rushing touchdown. So just like I said with Dak Prescott's six rushing touchdowns, just one rushing touchdown compared to five or four that you're normally used to with Kirk Cousins is definitely going to have an impact on their end-of-the-season finish. Again, just something to keep in mind when valuing Cousins for 2018. And now coming in at 13, we have quarterback Cam Newton, and there's really not much to say about Cam from 2018. He was great when he was healthy and on the field, finishing as the sixth most consistent quarterback in fantasy. That was with nine top 12 performances, which trailed just Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Patrick Mahomes. That was despite dealing with a shoulder injury that's really affected him over the last two seasons. But Newton was the quarterback four up until week 12. However, that aforementioned shoulder injury really started to take its toll near the end of 2018, where Newton was the quarterback 26 from weeks 13 to 15 before sitting out weeks 16 to 17. So, so he really hurt you if you were relying on him down the stretch. But of course, you can't predict injuries. And I think his 
combined quarterback one performances on the season is even more impressive when you take into account that five of his games were affected by injury. So going forward, as long as Cam Newton is healthy and on the field, I think it's safe to lock him in as an elite option for fantasy football. So now we'll move right along to quarterback 14, and that is Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, perennial top five fantasy finisher, and he was definitely a disappointment if you drafted him high in 2018. He had just one passing touchdown or less in half of his games this past season. I'll say that one more time. He had just one passing touchdown or less in half of his games played this past season. He was the quarterback 25 from weeks 8 to 13, so right in the middle of the season, he was really just crushing your team, and of course, that's just not going to cut it. Now, I still think that Brady can play for NFL purposes, but for fantasy, I just really don't know when you're going to be able to trust him. I'm expecting the Patriots to continue to focus on the run game in 2019, and I'm sure that Brady will still have his monster four touchdown games when defenses adjust to try and stop the run, and then Belichick decides to flip the script and let Brady he aired out but of course you can't predict those games and that's just a headache for fantasy so he was disappointing for fantasy in 2018 I still think he can play football in the NFL but for 2019 fantasy he'll likely end up on my avoid list unless he falls very late in drafts now coming in at number 11 we have Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky who had an up and down 2018 season finishing 24th in consistency at the quarterback position and of course we cannot forget about the weeks 4 to 10 where he was the highest scoring quarterback for fantasy but he also scored 15 or less points in 50% of his games this season that means that for more than half the season he was a bust for your fantasy team and Trubisky also averaged 11 fewer points when playing on the road and 15 fewer points when playing against top 16 passing defenses. He was also essentially unusable in the fantasy playoffs, finishing as the quarterback 21 from weeks 14 to 17. So this is exactly a prime example of why we wanted to do this under the microscope episode because finishing as the quarterback 15, of course, he's not necessarily starting caliber in your standard 12-team league, but a lot of teams grab two, sometimes three quarterbacks, and you end up relying on a guy like Mitch Trubisky, or you're playing the streaming game where you're swapping guys in and out, and Trubisky's the, you know, he had a great stretch in the middle of the season, but he's really the type of guy that you want to avoid, where for the majority of the season, especially in the playoffs, if you tried to plug him in, he really hurt your team. Now, I myself am a little bit more risk averse when it comes to fantasy, so maybe you don't mind taking the risk on a player that could give you some blow up weeks, but this is exactly why we wanted to take a deeper dive into all of these positions. And now that we're outside of the top 15, I'm going to start to kind of skip around or fast track a little bit, but we're going to stay right on track here with number 16. And that's going to be quarterback Baker Mayfield. He had a solid season setting the rookie record for passing touchdowns with 27 despite not getting the start until week four. While he also averaged the third most passing yards per game. That was with 266 yards per game. And he finished the second half of the season from week seven to 16 as the quarterback 10 for fantasy ahead of guys like Jared Goff, Phillip Rivers, and Mitch Trubisky. So he really came on and we saw his entire offense start to take strides in 2018. So he'll definitely be an exciting option for fantasy coming up this next season. And now we'll skip ahead a little bit to the quarterback 20 on the season. And we're stopping here solely for me to make an apology because that is Matthew Stafford, a guy that I was very high on coming into this season. And I mean, my bad guys. He... He only finished as a quarterback one that's in the top 12 twice all season long, and that was in week two and week 17. So his season can essentially be viewed as a shit sandwich with a lot of garbage in the middle there. He averaged less than 200 passing yards per game between weeks nine and 16. Overall, just 
a really rough season for Matthew Stafford and the Lions as a whole. I definitely expected more from them. Hopefully they'll be able to turn it around. They do have some talent on that offense, but for this season, I definitely missed the mark here and I luckily avoided all of the damage that Matthew Stafford brought to fantasy teams. I feel like I talked him up so much that everyone that's in leagues with me took him before I had the chance to grab him. So I dodged the bullet by giving poor fantasy advice. So I'm sorry, but I'm also happy that I dodged the bullet on that one. But now we'll hop right over. <laughs> I'm sure that's what all good fantasy analysts say. But we'll put that one behind us and move right along to number 21, and that is Bills quarterback Josh Allen. And he had a very rough start to the season, but once he returned from injury and was healthy, Allen was actually the second most consistent quarterback in fantasy. He posted the second most rushing yards for a rookie quarterback all time on a per game basis and was the number one quarterback over the last five weeks of the season. Now, I know the Bills are not looking like a team that you want to be tied to for fantasy purposes right now, but I do think that Allen's rushing ability will keep him as an interesting streaming option in 2019. And now next up at number 22 is another guy that I was very high on coming into this season. Of course, things didn't necessarily work out that way. That's Jameis Winston finishing as the QB 22 due to starting the season suspended and then having Ryan Fitzpatrick start over him for a bit. But Winston was the 12th most consistent quarterback coming in as the QB 8 from weeks 11 to 17. That's why we say end of the season numbers don't paint the entire picture. And the Buccaneers quarterback as a position was great in general for fantasy purposes. They posted the most passing yards as a team, the sixth most quarterback rushing yards, and the second most quarterback fantasy points trailing only the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Now you add in Bruce Arians, which I think will be huge for Winston in 2019. I was high on him as a late round pick last season, and I'll be right back there in 2019. Now, finishing as the quarterback 23 on the season was Carson Wentz, and only playing 11 games, but he was solid when he was on the field, and touchdown regression definitely affected his stats, but Carson Wentz still averaged 280 passing yards per game and scored 20 or more fantasy points in 8 of his 11 games played, finishing as the 7th most consistent quarterback for fantasy. So, of course, this is just another situation. I think he was drafted a little bit too high because touchdown regression is something that will affect anyone. But, again, he finished at the QB 23, but when he was on the field, he was the 7th most consistent. So, again, end of the season stats, they just don't do a quarterback's true performance justice. But now we have our last quarterback that we'll be covering on the episode and this one is an honorable mention because he did not finish in the top 24 but that is quarterback Lamar Jackson. He finished the season as the QB 32 but that's really irrelevant considering he only started in seven games. In those seven games however Jackson posted the 11th most quarterback rushing yards in history. He ranked 10th in consistency, produced zero games of less than 15 fantasy points and was the quarterback eight from weeks 11 to 17. So he certainly didn't feel like the the 32nd best quarterback over that last portion of the season and of course a lot of that production came from a lack of options in the passing game the Ravens were a team just designed to run the ball and they had a running quarterback so we've spoke about with Dak Prescott and Josh Allen how valuable those rushing abilities are and Lamar Jackson was able to fully take advantage of the opportunity that he was given. I'm not saying that he's going to repeat and be the quarterback eight next season, but certainly another guy just like Josh Allen, who is going to be an interesting option in the later rounds of drafts. But that is all that I have for you guys today. I really hope you enjoyed this more in-depth look or 
under the microscope look, as we're going to be calling it, at the quarterback position from 2018. I know I've said it multiple times throughout this episode, but don't solely base your opinions of players based off of their end-of-season stats. I hope this episode helped paint a clearer picture of how these guys actually performed, and I look forward to taking deeper looks into the top running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends from 2018 over the next few weeks. As always, for even more Football MD content, make sure you're following us at Football MD Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We have tons of content going up over there every single day. And if you enjoyed the show, please take two minutes to drop us a quick five-star review. It really helps the show out a ton. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next week.